In 2 Chronicles uh, chapter 6, in verse 41, it says, Now therefore arise, O Lord God, in thy resting place, thou and the ark of thy strength. Let thy priests, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation. When we're clothed with salvation, it's something that people can see in us and on us. And let thy saints rejoice in your goodness. Now, we're all saints in the house of the Lord. And if you've been born again, you are a king and you are a priest unto God. And that reminds me of 1 Peter 2.9, where it says, But you are a chosen generation. Isn't that good to know? You are a royal priesthood. I'm looking at a congregation of royalty today. Amen? A holy nation... A peculiar people. Now that word peculiar doesn't mean that we're a bunch of oddballs. What that word peculiar literally means, we are a purchased possession. That you should, in order that you should show forth the praises of Him who has called you out of darkness. Out of darkness. Into His marvelous light. Many of us were bound and held back by darkness. But oh, we came into the kingdom of God and He delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of His dear sons. And as kings and priests unto God, let us rejoice in His goodness. I know this for sure, that I personally can come up to a greater level and another level of faith in the goodness of God. I think sometimes we mentally assent to the phrase that God is good and we just kind of go through the motions of it, but it's not very real to many in a practical way. I declare that the more faith that we all have in the goodness of God, the more of His great goodness is going to flow into our life. And so we pray, Lord, that you are expand our goodness, uh, our awareness of your great goodness. You know, the truth is that he's a rewarder. God is not a subtractor. He didn't come to steal from us. He didn't come to kill or to destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. And I love this verse in Hebrews eleven six, which says, But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. We could say in the context of today's message, without faith in His goodness, it is impossible to receive of His goodness. But I'm looking at a congregation of faith people. Everyone in this house has the spirit of faith. So we cannot say we're without faith. Notice with me. Impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must, must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Do we have any diligent seekers in the house this morning? When God rewards us, that is him being good to us. He will always reward the diligent seeker. Now, if you look at the word seek, the word seek means to pursue. It also means to resort to. It means to be a God chaser. 
to follow him with everything we have. As Brenda said, as we seek first his kingdom, then all these things shall be added unto us. We will not have to seek the blessings if we'll seek the blesser. We will not have to seek the healing if we will seek the healer. Amen? All these blessings shall come upon your life and my life and overtake us as we have our priorities first in seeking Him. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm a seeker of God. Now at the end of Ezra chapter 8, in verse 22 it says, The hand of God is upon all them for good that seek Him. You know, when you talk about the hand of God, on one hand, the hand of God can bring judgment, but on the other hand, the hand of God brings blessing. And so the blessing of God, the hand of God is upon all them that seek Him for good. Amen. Seek Him for good. Let His goodness be a part of your life. You know, in Psalm 34, 10, this is a great verse of scripture. It says, the young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord. Is that you? Is that you over there in that section? How about over here? But they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. What is this saying to us today? If we will seek a good God, you'll get good things. You see, the scripture tells us that no good thing will he withhold from them who walk uprightly. That's about the same thing as saying for those that seek him, for those that fear him, for those that reverence him, for those that resort unto him. No good thing will he withhold from your life. Amen. See, the devil, I mean, the Lord doesn't have bad things. He's got good things. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. He never wakes up in a bad mood and looks at Brother Steve and says, Oh, brother, I'm going to do something bad to him today. He never wakes out, wakes up, bummed out, says, oh man, there's Raul again. I'm going to send him something bad. No, our Heavenly Father doesn't have bad things. He only has good things. Amen? And so, let us believe that. Let us know that. Let us talk about that. I believe that the more we talk about His goodness, the more we'll experience His goodness. The more that we talk about His favor being in our life and going before us and opening up doors that no man can shut, the more favor of God we'll have in our lives. Continuous declarations of His goodness and of His favor will bring continuous manifestations of His goodness and His favor in your life. Raise your hand and say, I believe that with all my heart. Amen. So God has prepared good things for those who seek Him and those who love Him. Look at Ephesians 2.10. And I want to notice the last part of the verse in the Amplified Version. In Ephesians 2.10. Of course, the King James says, Which God has before ordained that we should walk therein. And in the Amplified, in the last part of that verse, it says, 
We are taking paths which he has prepared ahead of time. Prepared ahead of time. That we should walk in them living the good life which he has prearranged and made ready for us to live. Amen. God's got some prearranged things for you. How about choosing to walk in his paths? Let us not reject the ways of the Lord. Let's accept the ways of the Lord. Let's take time to discover his will for our lives. Let us take time to nurture and to cultivate the very fact that my God has got some great things out ahead of me. Amen? Amen. And then let your steps take you right in to the fullness of God's goodness in your life. Amen? Now notice in 1 Corinthians, and we'll look at verse uh, chapter 2, verses 9 through 12. It says, But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that what? That love Him, that seek Him, that reverence Him. Verse 10, But God has revealed them unto us by His Spirit, For the Spirit searcheth all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man except the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now, I want you to read verse 12 with me. Ready, read. Now we have received not the Spirit of the... Stop right there. Thank God we haven't received the Spirit of the world. Continue to read. But the Spirit which is of God, that we might know. What is this saying? This is saying when we live in communion and in vital union with the Holy Spirit, in communion and vital union with the Lord, we'll be able to pick up in our spirit those things that He's prepared for us. I mean, before the foundation of the world. It pays rich dividends to spend time in the presence of God. It pays rich dividends to pray much in the Holy Spirit. For when you pray in the Spirit, you bypass your understanding. And when you pray in the Spirit, you pray from your Spirit to the Father of Spirits. And when you pray in that heavenly language, the Bible says not only do you charge yourself up, not only do you make progress on your most holy faith, but when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you're praying out divine secrets. And what does that mean, divine secrets? Many times, those divine secrets that you're praying out, it means that you're praying out your future. I said you're praying out your future. We have the privilege of praying in the Spirit. And in the Spirit, our prayers go into the future and make a way where in the natural realm, there are no ways. Amen. Thank God. I am a proponent, a strong proponent of communing with the Holy Spirit. Of spending time in the presence of God. Of waiting upon the Lord and renewing your strength. So that you can mount up in this life as an eagle. So that you can run and not be weary. You can walk and not faint. Amen. Praying in the Spirit. If you've not yet had the privilege 
of receiving Jesus or receiving this infilling, this mighty baptism in the Holy Spirit, we'd love to pray with you today because He will give you a prayer that will change your life. He will give you a prayer language that will absolutely enable you to overcome anything you face in your life. Amen. Say with me, thank God for the Holy Ghost. So those things that God has prepared for us, I believe we'll be able to pick up by the power of the Holy Spirit and we'll be able to pray those things out today. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Can you say amen? Amen. I love it, don't you? Now notice with me in Psalm 31 verse 19. I don't have a long word for you today, but I've got a good word. I've got a life-changing word from heaven that will change your life forever. In Psalm 31, 19, it says, How great is thy goodness. But notice with me the first word, oh. 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 (laughs) I like that. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like Psalm 34, 8, where it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Come on, say it again. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Woo! Right. The other night, Brenda made some banana pudding for me. Oh, man. I could hardly wait till it cooled off just a little bit. And she sat down, she ate a little bowl of it before I did, and she was going, mm, mm, mm. And I said, give me some of that, huh? I put my spoon in there and went, oh! I tasted and saw that the bread pudding was so good. Well, God's got better things than bread pudding for you. He's placed a six-course meal in the presence of your enemies. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. You know, it's 4th of July time. A lot of people eat ribs. Well, if I go and eat ribs with Pastor Tom, I don't want to just sit and watch him. I want to participate in the same thing that he's participating in. And that's the way you ought to be with the things of God. Thank God for what He's done in other people's lives. We ought to rejoice with those who rejoice. I mean, if someone gets blessed, we ought to run the aisles. If someone gets blessed, we ought to thank God for it. We shouldn't shut down and say, Oh man, how come they always get this and get that? No, that's a wrong spirit. No, amen. Somebody, you know, gets a raise on the job and you haven't had a raise for a while, rejoice with them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. I mean, get happy with other people. Get happy with their blessing. Listen to me very carefully. But all the time in your spirit, you ought to be saying, me too. Me too, me too, me too. It's mine. I have it now. Now notice this in Psalm 31, 19. Oh, how great is thy goodness. This word great means abounding, it means abundant, and it means exceedingly. Oh, how great is thy is goodness, which you have laid up for those that fear you, that reverence you, that seek you. 
which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Now, I like how the NIV says it. It says it this way. How abundant are the good things that you have stored up for those who fear you, that you bestow in the sight of all on those who take refuge in you. This means, my brothers and sisters, he's got goodness and blessings stockpiled and laid up for you. I mean, he's got a great storehouse of goodness, of glory, and of favor put up and stored up for you. I believe in the favor of God. Has anyone here this morning ever experienced the favor of God? I mean, you, 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 just, you just had something happen and you said, that was the favor of God. And don't measure favor by huge things. Don't necessarily measure favor by you getting this huge, huge uh, explosion of blessing by getting a home or getting a car. No, begin to have thanksgiving for the favor you receive when you receive a parking spot. Amen? Amen. I mean, Brenda goes to Macy's and she gets real happy because she always comes home and says, I had favor. And I thank God that she did because it costs me less when she has favor. <laughs> Say with me, I have favor. I have favor. Favor with God. And favor with man. You know, Mike and Cindy are here today and and Mike helped me negotiate uh, the uh, lease over there on Royal Avenue. We met at Royal Avenue, 20450 Royal Avenue, from 1999 to 2007. And uh, at one point, we had about 42,000 square feet. We had all of the classrooms. We had our own building on their land and on their property. And they put a parking lot on there for us so we could park in it. At the time, we were a very, very large church. But I can remember going into the negotiation room with a person from the San Lorenzo School District. And Mike negotiated him so down that the guy started getting red in his face. And finally, and finally, I'm telling you, he'd had enough. And he just gave us not only what we wanted, but he gave us more than we wanted. So we literally were able to save thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars over the years... Because of the favor of God and Mike Powers. Amen. God's good. God's good. We got favor, guys. And I can remember when it was time to move. I remember this distinctly. Pastor Tom helped me to negotiate the sale of the building. Listen to this. They purchased our building, which was on their property when we left. How does that happen, Pastor Tom? The only way that that can happen, it must have been the favor of God. Hallelujah. And I can remember Pastor Tom negotiating it and just did such a a wonderful job. Hallelujah. And we got about a half million dollars for that 12,000 square foot building. To God be the glory. We have favor, folks. We have favor as a church. And God's not finished giving us favor. He's going to give us favor the rest of our lives. Amen. I can remember when we got this building. In the natural realm, the city didn't want us to have the building. But God had a different plan. 
God wanted to move the movie theaters out, move the R-rated out, move the swearing out, move the nudity out, and He wanted to move the kingdom of God in. Amen. And in the natural, it didn't look like they were going to pass it. But oh, thank God, God gave us favor. And we got a seven to zero vote in our favor. And we were able to possess this land. But he's not done. His favor never ends. His goodness never ends. Listen, if we will believe him for it. We cannot relax our hold. We cannot relax our faith on the favor of God and the goodness of God. How many of you have got something you're believing God for today? How many of you have got something you need favor on? Let's ask Him for it right now. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we're asking for favor for Your people. We're asking for Your goodness to go before them. Open doors for them. Change rules. Change regulations. Change policies. Do whatever is necessary, Lord, to see to it that Your favor and Your goodness, glory to God, manifests in their life. Say with me, I believe it. I receive it. The favor of God. And the goodness of God is mine. Did you know that there are some big checks coming our way? I said there's some big checks coming our way. There are some huge checks coming to Heart of the Bay. That's God being good to us. Hallelujah. Oh, I've seen him do it before. And I know, praise God, he'll do it again. I don't care what it may look like. I don't care what it may feel like. I don't care what it may smell like. I don't care about how my emotions feel sometimes. God is good and he will do us good all the days of our life. Matter of fact, he's working right now. I said he's a working. Say with me, he's working, he's working, he's working, he's working. He's working on our behalf. I'm calling this property paid in full. There's coming a day we're going to be able to burn the note. And we're going to be able to do even greater things for missionaries. We're going to be able to reach further and do greater. God's got greater things for us. Hallelujah. Someone said, Pastor Mark, how come you're so excited? It ain't because I ate my Wheaties. I ate my Wordies. Hallelujah. I prayed in the Holy Ghost. And God is moving in this. Come on, let's just have a praise break right now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. No, mm. oh, let your goodness be seen. Let your glory be seen. The Telahim says this, The abundance which God will bestow upon the righteous, that's you, is beyond the power of mortal man to describe. The psalmist can help but exclaim, How abundant! How abundant! How good! So goodness is that attribute of God that He loves to give to those who will believe it and receive it. He is the creator of all good, absolute good, and He has an abundant supply for us. But there is no limit, there is no limit to His giving except our capacity to receive it. Think about that.
There's no limit to His goodness. There's no limit to His giving except our capacity, my capacity to receive it. If I'm restricted on the inside here, I need to open up. If I can only believe for this much, there needs to be some expansion down here. There needs to be an open heart, a wide open heart, so that I don't choke at the things that are ahead of us. We must not be restricted. We must expand on the inside. Look at Ephesians 3 verse 20. Notice this. It says, Now unto him that's able. We agree that he's able. We agree that he's willing. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. But notice, it is in direct proportion to what? It's in direct proportion to the power that is what? Working in us. Not to the power that is stagnant in us. Not to the faith that we're not using. Roy Hicks said many years ago, faith, use it or lose it. We don't really ever lose it, but faith on the inside of us can be stagnant. The power that works in us is the spirit of faith. Faith in His goodness. It's got to be a working reality in our life. And as it is, we position ourselves through the exceeding abundant. Above all that we can ask or think. F.F. Bosworth said this. He said, Benevolence is that great attribute of God. Therefore, if you want to please Him, remove all the obstacles out of the way of the exercise of His benevolence. And as I was praying the other day, the Lord began to show me a couple obstacles that would prevent us from receiving all that He has for us. One obstacle, and a big one, would be sin consciousness. I'm not good enough. I'm just not worthy. I've been so bad. My past has been absolutely atrocious. I will tell you this. That's true. But we are not receiving from Him based on our goodness. I said we're not receiving from Him based on our goodness or our righteousness. We receive from Him based on His goodness. And his righteousness. Another obstacle could be this. Well, I don't know. It just may not be the will of God. I know it's the will of God for so and so and sister so and so, but I'm not sure of the will of God for me. You know where you find the will of God, don't you? You find the will of God in the Word of God. And for everything that we say and everything that we believe, we got to have Scripture to cover it. You know, when somebody says, well, I, I, I don't believe, Pastor Mark, it's the will of God for me to prosper. I don't believe it's the will of God for me to succeed. I have a question for you. Where's the scripture? I remember that old Wendy's ad. Little old lady was bummed out because there was more bun than burger. And she said, where's the beef? Well, I feel like asking people sometimes, where's the scripture? You've got to have Scripture. And I have Scripture beyond any shadow of a doubt in knowing that it's God's will for you to succeed. It's God's will for you to participate in His goodness. 
In 3 John 2, look at this verse. 3 John 2. Let's read it together. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper. Who said that? God. God said that it's His desire, His prayer, above anything and everything, that you may prosper, that you may succeed, and that you may walk in divine health, and it is in proportion to your soul prospering and your soul being renewed with the Word of God and finding scriptures that cover your case. Say with me, it is the will of God for me to prosper and for me to have good things. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 17. 1 Timothy 6, 17. You know what I sense in the house today? I sense people's faith getting stronger. We're coming up. We're coming up. Faith in His goodness. Look at this. It says, Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded. In other words, you've got money. Don't let money get you. Don't get all proud and prideful because you have a few dollars in the bank. Don't get all proud and prideful because you have a 401k, a 403b, an IRA, or whatever the case may be. You know, I've got more money than you do. Uh Uh-uh. That's pride. Charge them that are rich in this world. I believe you and I are rich in this world. Somebody says, where's the scripture? The scripture is this. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was poor, yet for your poverty, yet for, yet for you he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. Let's, let's not escape that verse yet. Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in what? How many of you know riches are uncertain? And it's a matter of trust. What is our trust in? What is our faith in? But rather we are to trust, notice with me, read it with me, but trust in the living God who gives us, who gives us what? Let's read that again. But in the living God who giveth us richly, Does God want you to enjoy life? Yes. How many of you have ever been to a ball game and just had a hot dog without mustard and relish? <laughs> Nobody wants a bratwurst. Nobody wants a hot dog unless it's got something on it. Yes. Right? Yes. Well, Jesus said this. I've come that you might have and enjoy life. And having an abundance to the full till it overflows. So God's looking for believers. God's looking for receivers. He is Jehovah good. God's nature is goodness. Prosperity, good things, goods, property, supply, and provision belong to the people of God. Amen? So let's not be intimidated by what the world has. Let's not be intimidated by that. Let's not be be moved by what the world has. 
Let's be moved by what God has. By what God has for us. What God has stockpiled and in store for us. Last scripture, turn me to Psalm 23. Psalm 23. Psalm 23. Let thy priests, let thy people rejoice in his goodness. Let us rejoice in the goodness of God. Psalm 23. It says this in verse 6. Surely, that's positive, isn't it? Surely goodness and mercy are going to follow you all the days of your life. And where are we going to dwell? Where are we going to dwell? Notice that doesn't say surely goodness and mercy shall follow you when you get to heaven. No, he says surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. That word follow means to pursue. It means to chase after. I believe this, that he's pursuing you. He's chasing after you with his goodness, with his provision, and with his supply. To pursue means to run down. But it also means to accompany or to be with. I pray over your life today. Past, present, and future. May his goodness follow you every day of your life as you exercise faith in the goodness of God. Did you get anything out of this today?